This is the Gore and Mole Podcast with your host, TJ Bowser, Chad Chrisman, and Wes Payne. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Gordon Moore Podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser, and joining me today is actor, director, writer, and producer, James Sweet. How you doing? Pretty good, man. Uh, so uh, let's intro yourself a little bit. Tell everybody who you are and what you do. Um, well, I, I'm an actor, a union actor. Um, I started uh, acting quite a few years ago, almost 20 years ago. Um, very good one. Still don't know if I'm a very good one, but uh, <laughs> I keep plugging away at it. I've always loved the idea of uh, creating film. So King, um, around 2007, which was an utter failure. And then I finally said to myself, if I want to actually do this, I need to make it happen. And I just writing and moving forward. That is with help with friends who have done this. Um, one of my friends, uh, Robert Blanche, who originally started the project with me, who went through a uh, double lung transplant and surgery and had to step away from the project. Um, once we started on it, we finished a, a draft of the script and then he got the call to go into surgery. And he's, he was he actually just got home not that long ago. He's in uh, ICU for like 280 days or something like that. It's crazy. Wow. Double lung transplant, you said? That's intense. He had like a, a, a disease that kind of got worse and worse over the years. And finally, you know, he was on the list for a while and it just one of those things. He was actually orig- originally supposed to direct the film because ah. he directed one one of the, the made um, called Blood and Sugar. And he directed that. And I, you know, I was actually going to be in Jason Rising as an actor. And I, I, I've never been a fan of as an actor just something some people can do it really well i'm not one of them and uh so i was you know i either had to do one or the other and i was gonna actually be in it as a character and i was gonna have robert do the directing but he had was just not at the moment so he had to step away so i took over so uh before we get into the main interview portion of our show uh, i'm gonna play a message from our sponsors Gormore is brought to you in part by A New Kind of Fear Customs. Friday the 13th inspired custom gaming controllers, hockey masks, latex masks, and collectible statues. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at A New Kind of Fear Customs. Do you like photography, cosplay, and Friday the 13th? Then check out 13 Gallows Lane. You can find them on Facebook at Gallows Goes to Hell, on Instagram at 13 Gallows Lane, and on Patreon at Emily Helene. Warning, some content not safe for work. And we're back. So for the first question is, what was your inspiration behind creating Jason Rising? Friday the 13th. <laughs> that simple? <laughs> years. Well, I mean, it's it's years of nation of, of Friday the 13th. I mean, I back in middle school when when I started out Friday the 13th, uh, a friend of mine was an artist and we liked drawing and sketching and he started drawing these pictures of Jason and I didn't know what that was. And I, I remember being, you know, sixth grade when we went to outdoor school and you're in the cabins and and this was before I understood what Jason, who Jason was and the Friday 13th lore, you know, having these crazy nightmares, you know, in sixth grade in the cabin, they're like, Jason, 
Jason's coming. And I'm like, who the hell is this Jason guy? I wasn't, I wasn't scared. I wasn't having nightmares. And that, uh, when I started seeing my friend's sketches, I'm like, oh, this is cool. So I started learning more about horror and, and, uh, us and, I fell in love. Uh, I, I remember being in art class in seventh grade, making a, a paper mache hockey mask for <laughs> Halloween costume. It looked horrible. I looked like a, a complete idiot, but uh, I was in love with it. You know, it, mm-hmm. it drew me in. So question number two, how did you come up with the look for your Jason? Well, during the time that, because uh, of my age, um, when I was in middle school, one of the films that I watched over and over again was the final chapter. Mm-hmm. And Ted White, always his version of Jason always terrified the shit out of me. It's kind of like kids nowadays when they watch Star Wars or something like that. It's what they, they watch first is, is going to be their memory. Mm-hmm. And what they adhere to. Same with Friday Thirteenth for me. I mean, one you know when I saw the final chapter, that was a terrifying. That was my you know, uh, was my teenage Frankenstein basically. Mm-hmm. And Ted White, just his version of it, he just did such a wonderful job of of getting this this horrifying, was still human but not. You know, he he was cunning, um, but yet still had this brutal way of, uh, of killing, even though it wasn't, it wasn't like the, these creative kills that we see now where they're all kind of inventive and trying to outdo one another. He, he was just, I'm killing you, you know, as, as mm-hmm. Rob would say, yes, he's killing me, He's killing me. <laughs> but it, it, it was just, it was brutal. I mean, you know, and, uh, he slams his hands through the shower door, uh, smashing Doug's face into the wall. It was just brutal. So, so what can you tell us about the story of Jason Rising? Well, without giving away a whole lot, um, it, it's it's really fies it, you know, as far as, you know, we see Pete Daltrey, our officer, on this trek to look for some escaped fugitives that are heading in Camp Crystal Lake. But it's it's really, there's a lot more to it than that. It's, it's a story about revenge. And it's so to the core of what Friday 13th is all about. It's it's about off a lot of this. I mean, we wouldn't be here if Pamela was still around, really. Um, who knows what would have happened other than uh, Alice being killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> would, would Pam still be in the woods killing? We don't know. Very, very true. It's really, it's just, it's going back to the core of of aspect, which is one of our tags, taglines, revenge never dies. And it, it, correlates through the reason why Jason kills and the reason why, you know, Pam's revenge was always ignited Jason. And that's without giving away too much story. <laughs> so next question, what are some challenges that you have faced so far creating the film? Every aspect of this thing is, is a challenge. Um, <laughs> anytime you, I mean, seriously, anytime you, you start a film, it's, it's kind of like a marriage. You, you, are creating a bond with with the story with with the script with you know creating a idea which is difficult enough and then you have to find the right team to who believes in that and wants to follow you on this journey because that's essentially that's what it is you're going on a journey okay i'm gonna you know i'm gonna make this awesome Friday 13th fan film. You're going on a journey. There's going to be bumps in this this journey. There's going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be problems. And, you know, King is obviously uh, problem solving. You understand how it... You're limited on your budget. You're limited on the things you can do. But you're not limited by your imagination. So you have to figure out how to make those work together. Um, how can we do 
a really awesome kill $500, you know, as an example. Um, it's sure we can go crazy writing, you know, the most elaborate script we can, but that necessarily won't do you any good when you get the cameras out and your actors are there and you can't pull that off because it's unrealistic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you may not be able to have the coolest cabin in the woods, you know, as far as your vision is because of the limitations. So you have to go, okay, um, make this uh, logistically possible. And those are some of the challenges, um, I think, is is being smart about how you want to create your film, uh, making it. It's all about what you see in that that frame, that lens. Mm-hmm. And if you can be brave enough, go, okay, I can still tell my story. Um, I have to be limited. Then you'll be able to pull it off. And it's not, it's like one of the other aspects, and I don't mean to jump around, but it's like this funding campaign. I, I've had a lot of help from, from Vince uh, DeSantis. He's, he's been a huge, huge coach on a lot of this stuff because he's been through it. You know, he's gone down that road and I wish I had 30 grand sitting in the bank. I would have done it myself, you know, but it, it's something that I'm familiar with and until you do it and you got to, you know, you got to go through the before you get a good understanding of things. Sometimes you got to get your feet wet. Uh, what are some things you would like to accomplish with this film? Uh, well, main reasons why I did this to a fan film and the one that struck the most accord with me is Friday 13th. Pull off with this is to be able to sit there childhood again, to see Jason on the screen, how I remember, to see some of that imagery remember, and feel that same feeling when I watched Friday 13th as a kid. That's my that's my goal. And all this other stuff is is really cool. And it, it's a bonus and it's fun. And, you know, I'm meeting and talking to a lot of great new people, fans all across the world or known existed without doing this film. Lee, I guess I'm being selfish in this. My feeling of watching this film when it's ending, which puts a lot of pressure on me because, you know, I, I want to do the best that I can of the people watching and the fans. But ultimately, I want it to be the best for me so I can, you know, I did what I set out to do make a, a cool Friday 13th fan film. Hell yeah. Which isn't easy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what, what was it like working on an iconic character like Jason Voorhees? Uh, it's as far as iconic. Um, that is subjective to what your favorite version of Jason is. For me, I was able to pull off that um, attempt of Ted White with my actor, Dan Kyle, who has a great build. Um, understanding of what my vision is as far as the Jason I'm trying to pull off. Um, and when we first put the costume on, I, I stepped back and I'm like, this is happening. <laughs> we, we are able to shoot this film. We, we have Jason in front of us. You know, you have to go, okay, copy Ted White. We don't want to copy, um, you know, Richard Brooker. We don't want to copy um, Kane Hodder. We don't, you know, we don't want to be a tenation of that. Make it your own, but use as, as guide. A, you know, a more interesting thing for an actor than to just say, "Hey, I want, I want to see Ted White on the screen." Well, I want to see the look of Ted White and the feel of Ted White. But Jason has, you know, every actor that portrayed Jason has still put their own stamp on it in a way, mm-hmm. which I think is great. I, I like seeing that what they can do with it. Uh- what would make Jason Rising stand out amongst so many other Friday the 13th fan films? Every one of these films is different uh, from the story, from the look of Jason, from um, like kind of like what I was saying before is that people 
people have their own version of what they remember. Uh, like Vengeance has that part six tie-in. Uh, Voorhees is very much more the the Derek Mears, um, Kane Hodder feel. Um, and his name was Jason, obviously with the the sack mass now. So it's out from from the others as far as our feel, our look. Um, and that's the thing is that they're all different. So it's, it's as their own idea of what Friday 13th means to them. And I think it shows with the different ideas that are coming out with these, these fan films. And it, it's cool. You know, it's, you know, obviously we talked about it before. There is a little bit of drama that goes on with this and, and there doesn't need to be because we're all fans just trying to, to, you know, have the same, I guess we were just trying to make the best film with Jason in it. We can. Okay. Uh, what does Friday the 13th mean to you? Um, it's, it's, it's my childhood. Um, it's, you know, Jason, like I said, was my teenage Frankenstein. Um, I remember I started doing haunted houses mm-hmm. uh, when I was younger, when I was a teenager. I had a haunted house business for a little bit. And the one thing that I always first thought of, the first scene, which was always my favorite thing to do in the haunt was the Friday 13th stuff. I remember, I, I think the first Friday 13th film I saw in the theater was actually part five. Ooh. I was, you know, a little bit younger and part four was already out at the time, but uh, part five, A New Beginning was the first one I saw and which sequence and, you know, you get to see a, a hint of the old Ted White stuff with the the intro and, you know, Corey Feldman again. Mm-hmm. So that was great. But, um, you know, as far as Friday 13th, far as nightmares go for me as a kid jason was always the thing that i had the bad dreams with him in it it was never you know it wasn't wasn't freddy krueger wasn't michael myers jason was the one who always scared the shit out of me for some reason and you want to understand that so you you get intrigued and you're like how do i understand this monster you know (laughs) but uh yeah who's your favorite jason and why ted white okay um the uh the way he portrayed it is is still you know and that's one of the things that we wanted to incorporate with and on this. We wanted to show a little bit of that cat and mouse, a little bit of that running, chasing down a victim, the fast paced walking, which <clears throat> when you see Jason after uh, Tommy's sister, Trish, stuff, you know, and we we didn't see Jason running, you know, after um, it was mostly <clears throat> and I think in part two, he did a little bit of running. Um, but after didn't really see that anymore. Mm-hmm. It was a really scary trait that Jason had instead of the fast walking because, I mean, let's face it, we're in that uh, intelligence now where we run past zombies because we know they can't catch up to us. But, you know, when 28 days later came out, they all started running and they're like, oh, shit, this is scary again. So, you know, when you have Jason able to run after you and catch up with you, it's a little it feels a little more realistic and a little little more terrifying, I think. Mm-hmm. So Ted White brought that, you know, I, I love that, that thing that Ted White brought, you know, as, as far as his character. Who is your favorite final girl from the Friday the 13th franchise? Amy Steele. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> and she, honestly, when, when I first started writing this, I mean, there, I've had so many different script ideas for Jason Rising when we first started. It's evolved. Uh, to the you know the final thing but um my initial thing was i and like i said before sometimes you can't always do what you write on paper mm-hmm. <laughs> even though it, it may be fun but uh my initial thing was i wanted jenny field to 
be Tommy Jarvis's psychologist. And it started out with Tommy being released from the mental institution, uh, powers out, storms brewing. Um, she's his, you know, her because my understanding is that's kind of the, the career choice, career path she took on was psychology and, and which worked for her character really well is in part two. It's what she was, I believe, studying psych- child psychology in college. Mm. What a good way to bring my two favorite characters, uh, Corey Feldman, Tommy Jarvis, and Amy Steele's together, mm-hmm. his doctor. And there's, you know, there's an interesting play between she doesn't really say much to him about her experience with Jason. She didn't want, she didn't want to guide him or lead his, his anxiety and fear, amplifying it, saying she went through it as well. She just wanted to, you know, look at it as a matter, not, not a personal matter. So that was, uh, I guess, a character arc for her is finally buckling, expressing that she went through it as well. That's a, that's some pretty good insight on why you chose that character. Uh, what is your favorite Jason Voorhees kill? Uh, geez, I don't know if I have one. Um, when Paul gets the harpoon in his balls <laughs> and when he's coming up out of the, the water and after seeing, uh, his girlfriend in the raft, that's a great one. Um, it's a lot of it, it's iconic imagery, um, for me that, you know, the shower scene with Doug getting his face smashed. Mm-hmm. We full, we see that full face of of you know the shower scene hawk, and I love that stuff. That's you know a lot of people are like okay, and the sleeping bag kill is always great. Mm-hmm. The, the face smash with in Jason X with the the frozen liquid. Uh, that's a great one too. I love that. Um, seeing when in part three puts the the harpoon up against the light post when she's holding the wallet. Shelly's wallet and we first see him in the hockey mask those are iconic moments so yeah I, could, I mean I could go on I don't know if I have one favorite kill but it's just those those images that that we see mind us of Friday 13th I know I know Vince had mentioned the in the face to the wheelchair guy that's that's iconic you know those imagery from Friday 13th is why we love this franchise so much because those are they're unique and they stick in our brains so I, you know, I love that stuff. I love all of it. 13th and final question. What's your feelings on the current state of the Friday the 13th fandom? I would say it's stronger than ever. Um, with things are with fan films, with games. It's basically there's a battle cry right now for more Friday 13th. And, you know, we're we're waiting. Don't want to be disappointed. You know, we, it's it's almost the same thing that they did with Elm Street in a way. We got this reboot and some people loved it. Some people hated it. You know, it's it's subjective. But uh, how many years has it been? Ten years now? We've seen anything. So in a way, you know, the fan films, I guess, are filling the void. But anybody else, I want I want to see it. You know, do something. Make it badass. You know, bring some of our, our favorite stuff back and have a good script and, you know, make it work. I think the reboot was sort of a... It was a nice idea, but I don't think it was executed as it should have been. Okay, I can see that. How, I mean, Halloween, how the reboot for Halloween. I actually I just watched that last night, um, second time, which I enjoyed it a lot better the second time. Mm-hmm. Liked it the first time, but I well, the first time I was I outraged. Really, <laughs> what was that? The first time I watched the Halloween 2018, I was so outraged. I was like, no, this isn't right. This isn't what I expected. And then the second time I was like, this isn't as bad as I thought it was. 
Right. And, and I, I got what they were doing. Um, yeah, I could see the maybe some of the dislike of it. But that being said, I like the way we were able to see Michael Myers again. And it was unique. I will say that it was a different take on it. Um, but I did enjoy it. And it wasn't like a rehash of the original Halloween, mm-hmm. but it had some elements and it had it had a feel of Halloween again. Maybe not necessarily the original, but, you know, we did see some of the imagery. Ray Strode was standing outside the school window, similar to Michael. Got a sense of that, but um, I think the second time around was just a, a better experience for me. I, I enjoyed it more as a, as a film as a whole. Um, and, I, and, I, and that's the thing is I'm trying to, especially when you're a filmmaker, I'm trying not to be on certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, only because I know what it takes to make a film. It, it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, obviously, when you have a bigger budget, you have bigger crew and and you get to focus on one thing instead of, you know, like for me, I get to run around setting up the next shot, running the smoke machine, hopefully being able to jump back and look behind the camera and go action cut. Okay, that was good. No, (laughs) I I get to run around and do a bunch of shit and go, Carl. Okay, you call action. No, you call call action. But uh, you have a, a new respect for as a whole um, when you see reboot. I I respect Derek Mears as an actor, as a stuntman. He put his heart and soul into it. But as film as a whole, I'm not saying that it was bad. I'm just saying it wasn't my favorite. It wasn't something that I enjoyed where the new Halloween, I enjoyed a lot of elements of that. Um, it's certain things that I take, you know, for purposes, even like with Jason Rising, you know, a lot of it stemmed from possibly the idea of Predator. Um evil dead elements going in it it's trying to copy um i know i'm kind of going on a tangent here off the off the mark but (laughs) um (laughs) there's certain things that just you know it's not just me going okay i i imagine friday 13th and that's what i'm doing no i have all kinds of influences where i'm like what if what if we added the look of this or or idea from this film and and blended it in could this be cool would it would it like you know and of of seeing Halloween for the first time. Is this going to piss people off? And, and in the end, you have to bold with your choices and confident with the fact that you are doing what you believe in. I mean, who knows? Maybe not everybody's going to like what I do. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't expect that, but I have to sit back and go, okay, I, I did what I, tr- I planned on doing and wanted to do with this. So I left the whole fandom thing, but me being a fan, I'm trying to show some of that iconic imagery with with Jason Rising, but yet, but also to something different. Now, I think and, and that's the great thing that it would never hike alone was he gave us an original feel with Jason. He gave us, you know, uh, an uh, original character, a, a, a simple but still unique story idea. You know, I when I even when I first saw Never Hike Alone, um, I was entertained for 50 minutes. Yeah, you know. I, I kept watching and I'm like, you know, I, I didn't know anything about the Tom Matthews, uh, you know, and then I saw it. I'm like, you know, that means that what he was doing, people supported, you know, from the from the franchise. Mm-hmm. It worked. You know, what he was doing worked. And I remember when I first started doing Jason Rising, I was like, OK, if I'm going to do this, because, I, you know, there's so many Star Wars fan films out there. It's like, uh, I don't you know, that's there's a few a, a few really good ones that have stood out but you know when it comes to the the friday 13th fan films there really hasn't been that one that really 
made a statement and Never Hike Alone did that. And I remember going, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to see what, who's doing this, what works, what doesn't work. And then I started seeing, just started coming out. And I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to watch this. And uh, because I remember seeing the trailer for it and I'm like, "Mm, this looks interesting. So I watched it and I remember sitting there for 50 minutes or whatever that is. And and I was like, taint, you know, I, I was, and I even reached out to Vince when I started doing, it. I'm like, dude, that was fucking great. <laughs> and I mean, it was, it was, you, you can't, the production value, the, everything worked well. And, uh, it, it was a blast, you know, and, and to be able to off like a Friday 13th fan film, you know, we have to, we have to be true to what, you know, Vince was true to what he envisioned and what he loved about Friday 13th. That's all any of us can do. Mm-hmm. What we want as far as what we want to see, not everybody's going to like it, but if I'm true to myself, then I think I'll be successful with it. Good. Well, thanks uh, for coming on, man. But before we go, I'd like you to plug everything Jason Rising. Tell them where you can find him at, when the Indiegogo is launching, all that stuff. Uh, well, you can check us out on Facebook. Uh, Jason Rising uh, is the, uh, the Facebook stuff. Um, you can go to jasonrising13.com. It's our webpage. Uh, we will be launching our second campaign, which is a, m- a much better version of our, our first one, um, to finish the final thing for the project. So we can, cause we, a lot of the stuff we're just starting in on filming, um, in June. So we did a little bit, but most of the principal photography will be starting in June. Um, May 1st will be the launch of the second campaign through Indiegogo. And yeah, and you, you know, you, you had me a do back cause you know, I think I showed you I was a sand trooper in the 501st. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> you know, of course I wanted to be on the do-back discussion. Hell yeah, man. Well, I really appreciate uh, you coming on and this opportunity to interview you. And we're going to be really pushing this uh, Jason Rising uh, fan film. We believe in it and we can't wait to see what you have in store for not just the fans, but for uh, everybody. Uh, I feel like this is going to change the name of the game. And uh, let's hope that we can get this funding going and you can get this this film out to us, man. Awesome, I. I mean, I appreciate that. I know my team appreciates Carl Winery, my hand guy on this. You know, he's he's been working hard. We we've all been just passionate, you know, with all the actors. Dan Kyle, he's been, you know, pushing along, struggling through it with us as well. And, you know, we're all we're all putting our hearts into it. So we're going to try to give you the best thing we can. Excellent. Well, thank you guys for joining me on another interview for Gore and More podcast. And that is TJ Bowser signing off. <laughs>